the Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 87 of the Usual Podcast. The podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me as always is my sexy buddy, Will. How you doing, buddy? True story! What? See, nobody was here before this to where what you might have said made sense. I was referencing True Story from the real world premiere shows, and I was referencing the fact that you said I was sexy. Because I'm sexy and I know it. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. <laughs> what are you drinking, dude? I'm going to gloss past all that. Um, you know, actually, well, with dinner, I had a really nice uh, lager from Ninkasa Brewing Company mm. that I never had before. And that was really good. Unfortunately, right now, I'm drinking a warm scrimshaw. It's only warm because I took it out of the fridge and then I put it back in the fridge. And then. Hey, but it's, but it's still scrimshaw, so it's better than nothing. Better than what I'm drinking it's for better, you. It's, it's better than drinking a you know warm glass of piss. Ugh. All right, so that's. Are you trying to alienate our audience already, dude? I'm speaking to our people. All right, so here we go. I am drinking uh, Green Flash Brewing Company's West Coast IPA, and I put this up for the chat room earlier today. It is one of my favorites from down south, from San Diego area, and uh, it's it's legit. It is legit it is legit it's just like uh just as legit as brains is a suggestion that we get farmersonly.com as a uh, sponsor mm-hmm. so he's gonna troll us he already put up that he's trolling us <laughs> farmers only dude that's that dating app website farmers farmers.com dude that's madness well farmersonly.com great great joke there mox anyway sorry i'm just flying off on the handle today it's because I'm having two I was, beers. I knew you were just about to say it was two beers and or the warm scrimshaw. All right. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, it, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play. Like us. Share us. Give us some stars and or ratings. Love us. And or subscribe. It's a lot of and ors. And oars. It's a bad sentence. Except and you're an English teacher. And a writer. Little column A, little column B. Um, so take a time to do that. And uh, if you see us out there, retweet, retweet us and stuff. That'd be nice. Yeah, especially when we're referencing our Swotor, hashtag SWOTOR superhero. Well, you're jumping the gun. But anyway, we have timestamps in the show notes for non-SWOTOR fans. Uh, you can jump past us, but stay with us. We're not going to spend that much time on SWOTOR this week because, you know, we've just been playing. Yeah. It's good. I just want to leave a weird, awkward silence just for you. How are you feeling about that? You know, it's kind of... No, it kind of okay, okay, I'm a big fan of How I Met Your Mother. Okay. And, you know, Barney always comes up with all these... Oh, by the way, I've got an interesting story about Barney later. But that's two tangents in 30 seconds. I don't care. Okay, continue. Um, <laughs> he, he comes up with all these different versions of High Five, and he comes up with a Relapse Five. And it's, it's where you High Five, and that's weird for a little bit. And then you High Five again. <laughs> So that's kind of what we just did. Yeah. Which I think is good. Exactly. Hey, that was a tangent that was relevant. I'm, I'm proud of you. Should we high five? There it is. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> See, now we're in a visual medium, so people can appreciate yeah, our physical Yeah, now people humor. are like, why are you doing weird things? But this is what we do. So uh, before we get to SWOTOR, uh, thanks to the chat room for being here. Uh, I appreciate you guys 
especially pre-show. There was a couple people in there. <laughs> uh, I'm like organizing things and trying to do stuff, and none of that made any they, sense. They but. see they see how the uh, how the sausage is made. Oh, everybody wants to see how the sausage is made, especially our sausage. Okay, see, you had to take it to a weird place. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it anyway. It doesn't matter. Hey, on Twitch, we're explicit. Yeah, but then I have to cut it. Do you realize how much longer it takes me to edit the show now? Hey, you're the one that wants to be producer. No, I am producer. Very good point. I want to be. Very good point. Anyway, so um, post questions and stuff in the chat. Feel free. Uh, I will do my best. Well, we'll do our best to monitor the chat. But uh, thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, guys. And uh, so let's get to Star Wars The Old Republic, dude, unless you have anything else pre-show wise. No, I've just been waiting on you, man. Uh, <laughs> no idea how annoying you are sometimes. Oh no, I know. I know you know. Here we go. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you if you will only kneel. <laughs> I almost did a spit take during the uh, during the bumper. I think Mox nailed it right on the head. Well, do we, we're not going to go there. Can we not go there? No, we'll just cut it. All right. Well, we're, I'm cutting a lot of stuff. Right? Yeah, we are. You know, it, you know what's funny, man, is once we get going, I cut way less. Like, we get 30 minutes in the show, and I and cut almost nothing. Right, exactly, because we're awesome. But, you know, I get all the, the weird stuff out early. Anyway, so we're in the Star Wars Old Public section, man. Um, uh, Community shout-outs. Do you have anything you want to say to the community before we get going? Uh, you guys are wonderful. Again, super vague. Um, let's be more specific. <laughs> um, I want to say a, a big shout out thanks to uh, Mox, Carillion Run Radio, JT, Passionate Casual Podcast, um, and of course, Wookiee Mistake and Unholy Alliance. Absolutely. Um, All the usual podcasts, the usual suspects. Well said. Thank you. Um, and I want to say thanks to all of them and Jem, of course, who's been helping us out too. Absolutely. Jem's been great. With uh, hashtag Sotor Superhero. We're uh, honestly, we've done. This is not our first contest. And I wanted to kind of talk to you about this because I think it's funny. This is not our first contest. It isn't. But everybody would think it was. Oh, no, because they always run exactly the same. We come up with a great idea. We come up with an idea. We don't execute it well. We never tweet about it or talk about it. We talk about it on our shows. But since we have such a vast listener base. Uh, the one the one person that enters wins. No, no, no. Don't, don't say the one person, dude. <laughs> well, no, we actually have multiples this time. No, yeah. But th- the point is, man, is we are terrible at promoting our own stuff. I want to say thanks to all those people I just mentioned um, for helping us promote our stuff. Mox and JT last night. It was funny. I was so tired. I was sitting on my couch. I'm watching shows. And I'm like, I'm half asleep. I start my phone starts going. Oh, tell me this about your sh- uh, thing. But tell me this. So bottom line was um, we ha- we are up on the Guild website. We are and the last tweet thank I put you. up today, and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, uh, thank you to Mox for getting that up there. So we have a cool graphic that you put together that we were forced to put together because people said, "Do you have a graphic for this?" Yeah, we were we were at work yesterday, and luckily I work in a computer lab. And Marshall texts me and says, "Hey, dude, uh, I've got people asking for a graphic. Can you throw something together?" And I'm like, "All right, I can try." <laughs> So you did, and it was fine. Um, it's kind of cool, I think. You know, yeah, it wasn't my original idea. Uh, this ended up being pretty darn cool. I had a very busy idea. Yeah, he, actually, it was really kind of cool. It just would have been really hard. I mean, I'm not as proficient in, in PowerPoint or uh, Photoshop or or GIMP to do it, but you wanted to do the Swotor logo mixed in with the 
the like Batman, Batman v Superman, v Superman thing. Like I had a bunch of stuff. It just would have been kind of busy. Yeah. And uh, so I came up with the the Eye of Agamotto. Yeah, no, which is awesome. It yes. looks good. So we have that, and uh, basically we're just better promoting ourselves. Well, here's the thing. We were roped into promoting ourselves <laughs> because other people were like, you said you want us to do this thing, and so now we're doing the thing. Exactly. So that's cool. And we've got some great entries so far, and they look really cool. Oh, yeah. The entries are great. Uh, we've had some Dragon Ball Z stuff. Yep. We've had, had some, some Agents, Agents of, of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, what was the other one? Um, there was another one. Just slipped out of my head. But uh, keep them coming. And again, we're running it to the end of the month. Uh, dress your Swotor tunes up as your favorite fandom. Um, and again, it can be anything. We're very loose on that part. Like, if you want to dress up like, uh, Firefly people, um, you're, you're, you have the face, like I said, some innuendo. You did. <sighs> I know, but I was trying to go past it. Oh, well, thank you, JT, for the urgent message that Jesse sends her greetings and love from Australia. Basically, uh, what we want to say is please send in your pictures to, uh, you can tweet me at Darth Pops. Uh, hashtag sword or superhero you can email at the usual podcast um at gmail.com and uh just send in pictures man um there's people i've seen we've seen all kinds of stuff people have been tweeting us today that they've seen a hulk and a wonder woman and a- and i've seen harley quinn's i've seen so if you're one of those people and you happen to be listening oh mox i swear to god i'm gonna come after you um so <laughs> if, if you're one of those people seriously send us the pictures um and you'll be entered to win we have a the grand prize of course will be a um, 30 day sub no 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 well that plus a smuggler's bounty oh, box. Smuggler's Bounties box i also and have star wars, um, socks. star wars socks from uh my wife and i uh, own a sock store and accessory store yep. these long stockings you'll get some of that and um probably 450 cartel coins grand Why prize, not? i'm thinking about this grand prize winner gets all the things and then we just kind of go down from there Absolutely, and I'm honestly, if we don't get, if we get as many entries as we normally do, everybody every, gets on. Everybody's gonna get a thing. So send in your stuff, and we'll go from there. How about that? Sounds like a plan to me. All right, let's actually get on to our outline. Yeah, could we? Because we we went off script quite a bit. Uh, dude, what'd you do in game this week? Um, I I ran uh, you know, shocker, I ran heroics again, but I was taking advantage of the CXP boost. And uh, I was able to because I, I was really busy with work and doing stuff, but I uh, was able to run. I think I ran three planets, and uh, thanks to that <clears throat> that Reddit thing that you sent me that shows what are the fastest yeah. ones, um, I ended up jumping up from uh, 15 to 17 in like an hour. Nice, dude. Oh, and out of that, I was so pumped because uh, a uh, sniper rifle dropped that uh, had 230 mods in them all complete, and so it was great that it was yeah. the perfect sniper rifle to take over for what I had. Nice, dude. So what I do in the in game this week, I, uh, oh, man. And we'll talk about this in a, in, a, in a couple of minutes, but man, there's a lot of CXP out there. Oh, and really quick, while I was doing that, I, oh, I'm only, cool. I yeah, talking. no, I hate oh, you. Um, I'm only uh, 30 kills away from getting Rusk to a thousand kills. You think that was worth interrupting? Oh, absolutely. Because he's like my, I, I've, there's only like three more people I need to get a thousand kills with. You got a thing for Rusk? I do. <laughs> nice. Pro, <All> right. <laughs> Provost Marshal Rusk. Okay. So there's a lot of things uh, to be talked about this week. And honestly, I'd just been grinding CXP, and the main thing I did was uh, I found the Chapter 2, well, and people have been talking about this, but Chapter 2 of Coffee, ran that on Veteran a couple times, and Master Mode a couple times, um, but every time you do that, uh, with the Legacy Boost and the uh, Cartel Market Boost, it's ridiculous. Like, yeah, well, it's you said- least, It's almost two levels uh, uh, 
a pop. And you said it was chapter one and two were both like that, right? Chapter one and two are pretty quick. Two is quicker. Uh, chapter two uh, is way, way quicker. That's but the ethereal dream one, right? Yeah, you go through. You got to find your companions and crap, right? But it doesn't take very long. And, uh, you know, 10, 12 minutes at the most, especially on my tank. When you get to that last boss, I was telling you this earlier, you get to that last boss uh, on master mode. And although, like, I'm not in fear of dying, it takes, like, five minutes to kill that thing. Well, because you're a <laughs> tank that has absolutely nothing. I mean, like... <laughs> I got good gear. I got all 230 gear, thanks to... Uh, no, yeah, you, you remind me of uh, the little brother in Christmas Story. Okay. He's got... He's all bounded up, and he goes, oh, yeah. I can't put my arms yeah, it's like down. I'm in, I'm in the star costume, you know? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, but that's what I've been doing. I haven't been able to do much else than that, but, um, but we'll talk about some of that new stuff uh, here in a minute. Awesome. And uh, anything else you did? No, that's really all, all I've done. I'm, uh, I will be uh, definitely playing this weekend because um, it's actually supposed to be still stormy kind of here. So I can't do some of the work I want to do in my RV. So I will be playing and uh, I will uh, be trying to get through Kotet. Yeah, the weather sucks here right now. Oh, totally. It's brutal. Anyway, so uh, let's get to the news. So gearing changes in 5.1 and 5.1.2. So Sorry, 5.1.1 and 5.1.2. Remember when we were recording last week and I said Musco was like, he was going to post something on Thursday or Friday? Right. And by the time we recorded on Thursday, he hadn't posted it? Well, he posted it the next day. Of course. So uh, let's talk about that really quick. And I'll try to nutshell this stuff as much as possible. Um, But basically, he said coming uh, February 7th, which has already passed, um, this is what we've been talking about. There's been a significant increase in command XP. Shocker. Well, but they're listening to the community, and this is important, because it's too much of a sl- uh, 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 grind. Oh, it was. I mean, even on, I mean, like, I was, I'm in the mid-teens. It was taking, you know, a couple of planets to get it, and it just was. Yeah, indeed. Um, so all command experience points gained, uh, CXP boosts and CXP perks are now additive instead of multiplicative. So they had a post about this, and I don't do math. No, okay, I'm not. I'm not even going to try to talk about it. But I have another post in the show notes that where a guy does the math, right? And he's like, "Well, what you mean is it's actually so really what it comes down to is because of a a slight miscalculation or a bug or something, they ended up instead of 250 uh, experience boost, it's 350. I'm not complaining. No, I I'm not complaining. But some people are, and I'll get to that in a little bit. Um. So this is to greatly and remember because we talked about last week they wanted to if you were getting it every hour they wanted to give you every half hour right yeah. this one to happen faster so this is part of the leveling event and it's going to go through April okay um, and woohoo spring break yeah their original idea was that it was going to be two hundred fifty but as we know it's going to be a three hundred fifty percent increase in XP um, and I think there's regular XP wrapped up in this as well. If I'm not mistaken. You know, I honestly don't know because the one tune I've gone on is already maxed. It. Yeah, well, actually, I, all my tunes are maxed at 70. I didn't text, uh, test this, but I feel like I saw somewhere in there that it was like they were saying that regular XP was in, in influenced too. But um, somebody, Well, on my thing, it looked like it was the same bar. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, all CXP packs that you earn from drops and missions are now buying on Legacy, which is super awesome. Yes. And this is to help distribute things to your Legacy. They're introducing new 100% CXP boost in addition to the existing 15, 25% boost. And this can be purchased from the command token vendor or the cartel market. And this boost only works up to command rank 180 and lasts two hours. 
and uh, with command tokens or three three hours in the cartel market. So this is in addition to the other stuff. Right. Okay, which is pretty cool. Um, and the goal of selling this boost and the command tokens uh, is that it allows higher command rank players to use their tokens to accelerate their leveling. So essentially, if you're getting near the top, like some people may be in the chat room are, um, mocks yeah you can <laughs> essentially buy these boosts um either with command tokens or cartel market um coins and yeah i started i started getting it. my first command tokens with my last three yeah how do you feel about that um i still haven't used them but i've got 15 of them now i use mine because when i did wog last week not last week the week before i got an unassembled piece and i realized i couldn't use it because i didn't have right enough uh command tokens so now that i did um i got a i got a piece i think it was a hand or something like that it doesn't matter cool uh, but yeah so that works out and so in the future what we have to expect is coming from coming february 28th they'll be rebalancing cxp rewards uh that you earn from operations so boss kills will now award more uh, cxp than they did previously uh group finder cxp will be added daily group finder bonus will award you with a bonus cxp pack oh, okay that's interesting um they wanted to, so the reasoning and what's kind of nice about this post and i'm not going to read all these um is they put a little reasoning behind it so they wanted to ensure uh there were great cxp incentives to participate in the group finder so they're going to give you a little extra bump for oh that. okay cool so that's kind of cool yeah the completion mission for flashpoints uh have had their cxp values greatly increased uh i don't think i want to talk about the rest of this there's some pvp stuff so really we have the link in the show notes um, in the far future, and again, I was just reading stuff from 5.1.2, and that's coming at the end of the month. In the future, unassembled components and legacy. We understand your legacy is important to you, and we agree that, uh, agree with that. We're looking at ways to address that in the future. So again, I think they really need to make this just all legacy, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny is when they first brought legacy in, which was what on 2.0, I believe, mm. they were. They were like, you know, your legacy is going to be the main part of everything coming up for the rest of the game. And then they went away with it. Yeah. They went away from it for a long time. A long time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, since they introduced the legacy thing, and this is something I was giving Eric uh, crap about last time I saw him. It was like, oh, you guys said you would never do, you know, legacy datacrons and stuff like that. You've been hound, hounding them for years. And then I was like, oh, I think legacy datacrons is a good idea. Yep. It's like. Well, yeah, because we've been asking for it. So if we keep hounding them about it, if you keep talking to them about it, it makes a lot more sense. So, so are you saying there's a chance? No, there's not. All right. Nobody here believes it. I can still have and a dream. A lot of people have dreams, bro. I know. <laughs> um, so somebody posted after that post basically asking, um, this doesn't address the issue with the stuff in the box. Remember about this up last mm-hmm. week? People were complaining about, you know what? Look, I get give it into us faster is fine. And if you listen to bad feeling podcasts, I have a much more explicit way of talking about this, but giving us stuff faster is fine. But if the stuff in the box isn't what we want or it's crap, then that's not solving that problem. Right. It's something they're still monitoring. So, yeah. And I still don't like the fact that there's a max of 10 spots in your, well, you can buy more. And I, I did. Oh, can you? Yeah. It's either credits or cartel coins. I mean, I just go through it anyways. Yeah. To... I, I increased mine one time because I have some stuff I want to put through my legacy guys. So uh, I increased it by 10. I think it was like a million credits or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I just I have a lot. of. Credits. I just go. Th- yeah, I don't. <laughs> um, I just go through it as I get it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, closed PTS applications. And we talked about this last week. Uh, there's some closed PTS happening right now. And they were looking for guild to test the new content. Right. And people were asking, so when is it going to end? 
the applications aren't going to close until the PTS is closed. So that's okay. something. Makes sense. And they did send a wave of invites out. I got mine. I basically, I downloaded the PTS last night, um, signed the NDA. So really, if you're in a ops group, all you have to do is um, send your email out, put your people in there. And then when you log into your account on the website, it'll immediately come up with an NDA. And then you do that. Oh, that's badass. Mox's is entry. Uh, that's badass, dude. Mox, your hair is awesome. <laughs> You're my hero, dude. Um, so anyway, um, and some people actually, and I'll, let me bring this up so I get this right. Um, so some people have said, okay, so how come I didn't get the invite? I put my information in right. with my guild master, whoever my ops leader is, and I didn't get my invite. So the bottom line really is, is uh, Eric says, one of the things I've heard reports is that some members of a group uh of being invited um haven't been invited and this can happen for a couple reasons the account information provided had an error maybe they had a typo or something the user did not qualify because of the criteria and we talk about tos right. violations and stuff and some other issues um happen in transit uh he says random issue with granting access etc so if you know you think it's an error obviously reach out to him so that makes sense right? absolutely um, all right, so let's get to this. So there was maintenance on Tuesday to um, put forward the event and some other, obviously, the other stuff we talked about. <laughs> and as I said before, someone did the math and said, hey, so turns out. <laughs> turns out you're giving us more. Yeah, when you say a thing is a thing. Um, and they already knew it was more than they anticipated, but they're basically pointing out that uh, when you say something is 100% more, right, it's like saying it's twice as much more right so if you're getting uh how do how do they say it is it twice as much oh this is the math part dude you know me and math hold on you, you don't do numbers let me open the post i don't screw it up <laughs> you're like i put i said someone does math <laughs> yeah. i know i saw that in the show notes. he says uh you originally called it a 250 increase to cxp and i in fact math savvy and he says uh and that wording means it's a rate of three and a half times as much. And so he explains right. why. And it, he basically says, when you say something's a hundred percent increase, it's the base plus the base, which is two times. Exactly. Right. And, and extrapolate from there. So, um, I just thought that post is funny. If you're a math guy, jump through it. I glossed over it. It hurts my brain. Yeah. You glossed. <laughs> I glossed. Um, and so GSF, uh, is only at 200%, sadly. I know, but I did see somebody posted on Twitter in one mm -hmm. of our groups that said uh, that somebody went in and did a, they went in and lost in GSF and still got like 3,000 CXP and a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, no. Losing's okay. As long as you <laughs> earn your medals and you participate. You know, everybody gets a medal. It's like Little League, you know? I want my orange slices. <laughs> you get your orange slices, you run around and kick the ball, you get and you trophy. get a trophy. You win. Nice. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, 5.1 DVL gear bolster problem. Okay. So there happens to be a, a, a problem with bolster and I haven't seen this yet because I haven't PVP'd, but, um, basically, uh, Eric said, we are aware of the DVL, uh, bolster issue. They have a fix currently slated for 5.1.2. Okay. That's all I know. I trust them. Here's my discussion topic. Are you ready? I'm ready. Tate is leaving Bioware. Why? Well, I'm not going to read this whole post, but... But he is moving to San Diego, right? Yeah. <laughs> Upside. <laughs> Means we definitely get to see him during San Diego Comic. Oh, if he doesn't show up? Oh, that guy. I'm going to give him hella crap. All right, so really what it comes down to is... um, he kind. Of, I'm going to nutshell this. He says, 
um, this post and his first post were the hardest ones to write. You know, he oh, said, sure. he basically says, uh, but in a nutshell, he's not being fired or laid off. Um, he's leaving Bioware because he's moving to California. Nice. I'm guessing he has a better job offer or something yeah. along those lines. You know, how these things go gaming industry kind of thing. Right. Um, but he does say, um, which is kind of cool about this post is after he makes his post, um, a bunch of folks that you've never even seen on the forums before kind of, uh, wrote follow up post. Uh, Eric, he shared a post basically saying, let me tell you a really cool story about what happened with Tate. <laughs> <laughs> My most memorable moment with Tate was when we gave him crap and we pretended he was getting fired, but really he was getting hired. And it was one of those things or getting moved to a position, the position right. he has now, whatever. That's funny. So there's that. And some other people, uh, chimed in and stuff like that. So that was kind of fun. Um, but Twit, Tate will be missed for sure. Um, uh, we met him a couple of times for sure. Yes, and, have. uh, I'm hoping we can convince him to hang out with us a little bit in San Diego. Yeah. Hopefully we can get him to the, uh, the second annual usual trap ran. Yep, nope. Nope. Carillion. Passionately. Passionately usual Carillion trap. Canteen. Canteen. Yeah, well, you almost got it on your second uh, I'll get it by July. So the bottom line is, uh, Tate, we wish you the very best. Thanks for being awesome in this community. And uh, you will be missed. I feel like we just did our really sad segment. Yeah, well, I mean, absolutely. But it's, uh, you know, I mean, I- I'm sure the people that work in the game don't necessarily like to play the game as much as the people that play the game. Yeah. But I'm sure, you know, he's, he's still going to play the game occasionally. Sure. And uh, we are going to wrangle him into our presence. For sure. Oh, absolutely. Hopefully we can get him on the on the show uh, when we get down there. Indeed. Um, all right. Last thing. And I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, absolutely. Because I listened to uh, Utini cast. And one of the things, T.O., especially when they do like double XP events. Right. And like long term XP events. He's like, I just want to do it the regular way. You know, can I turn it off? And some there's a, there are people out there like that. So some people want the CXP gain turned off, right? Right. And so I'll throw this out here real quick. Uh, Eric says um, I was waiting to respond when I had something definitive to share, but I don't have that quite yet. <laughs> I wanted to let you know that we still have seen your feedback about turning off the XP bonus. Um, we were talking about it and seeing if it's something um, we can address during the event or not. I will let you know once I know more. You know the thing is, is like they've they've had this suggestion to them almost every time that they do an XP bump. You think they would have instead of like addressing it now, you think they would have addressed it sometime in the past. You know, from the outsider though, I don't see the difficulty with it. But we're also not coders. Uh, oh my god, I've tried that. It's hard. <laughs> it's very difficult. Yeah, I tried uh, turtle coding a little bit last year, and that was about my extent of it. Indeed. Uh, oh, there were some comments, of course. He's moving for the tacos. Yeah, there, I'll tell you what, man. One of the things in, in, um, Tate's post that he mentioned was that, uh, he had some of the best fish tacos he ever had in San Diego. I yeah, want well, San Diego has some good food. He couldn't remember where it was. And I've had fish tacos all over the gas lamp. You have. And so I want to feel like, um, we've had the same fish tacos. And when I have those fish tacos, I'm going to reach out to him and say, I have had your fish tacos. Is that weird? Yeah, that's a little too empathic for me. Mm. Well, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. Uh, should we get to um, Star Wars? Absolutely. Let's move on to Star Wars. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. 
nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. You know why I put you in charge of the slider? Because I'm a fading fool. That and you can't do your little appropriate thing there. I know. I want them to see my <laughs> dancing. Nobody wants to see that. Anyway, uh, nope, nope. All right. So we, I honestly, dude, today when I was putting some of the stuff together, uh, I didn't think we'd have much for Star Wars, but we have a good amount. Yeah, we have a little bit. Why don't you start? Yeah, you know, uh, I believe it was yesterday or the day before was John Williams' 85th birthday. And congrats to him. I mean, dude, and he's still going strong. What what baffles me is if at 85, I'm still doing awesome things, right? Yeah, and you know what's so awesome about him? He's, he, is, he is the the performer with the most Oscar nominations of anybody. Indeed. And actually, I think the only person that's been nominated for more than him is Walt Disney himself. And that's his, mostly his producer. Sure. Which is not easier to get, but it's more common. Mm. It's more just a name on a thing. Um, well, you're also the money and the person. I'm the, I'm the producer of this show. That means nothing. True, but <laughs> but no, but and and, and thing is, is, like he's still getting nominated almost every year or twice a year. Or well, he's amazing. And then we also have he's going to be doing eight and nine too, correct? Yeah, he yeah. didn't do Rogue One, and that's fine. But he's doing eight and nine. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. <laughs> I, I threw this. I threw a lot of fun things in this week for Star Wars. Yeah, I'm actually very excited about. This I know you one. saw this. So. I did. Go ahead. Um, there's a Star Wars parody film coming from uh, the people that do scary movie, uh, the scary movie series. Now, actually, I haven't. I didn't open up the link, so I'm not sure. Is this the Zaz team who has done the more recent scary movies? Oh no! It's, or is um, it the Wayans brothers? Oh no, it's not the Wayans. Okay, then it's then it's most yeah, likely yeah. the Zaz team. Yeah, it's Friedberg and Seltzer. Oh, then it's not even the Zaz team anymore. Okay, the Zaz team is Zucker Abraham Zucker, and they're the people that did Airplane and Top Secret, and they did I think Scary Movie Four or one so, of those. Yeah, this says the team behind Scary Movie, Jason Friedberg and Aaron Seltzer, is traveling to a galaxy far, far away in their next film. So this must these might be the producers. It uh, could be, and you yeah. know what? Well, you know what? Actually, I love about this is those of us of a certain age read Mad Magazine quite a bit. Uh, are you calling me old? No, I'm calling you young because you might not have read Mad Magazine. Oh, I'm three years younger than you. So I know. here we are. Did you read Mad Magazine? Yeah. Okay. Well, in the '70s, <laughs> I still remember the first issue I ever read was an issue where they did a parody of Star Wars, and it was called Star Roars. And the the one panel I specifically remember is um, Darth Vader having the lightsaber battle with Obi-Wan Kenobi, and Obi-Wan Kenobi's plug comes unplugged, and that's why his lightsaber goes out, and that's why Vader kills him. What? I loved it. That's funny. It's great. So, I'm very... I don't know. I think Star Wars parody films, uh, one of my favorites, obviously, is uh, Blue Harvest. Yes. Uh, from, obviously, Seth MacFarlane. All the robot um, chicken stuff is great. Robot chicken's great. So I'm, I'm really intrigued by this, and I, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it'd be, it's so. going to be awesome to see a full, full-length feature. Indeed. Um, so uh, I don't know a lot about this Star Wars meta film thingy. Yeah, this is very interesting. Well, it's 
by by calling it a metafilm. It's basically a documentary. Yeah. But it's a documentary about the people that wait in line for Star Wars movies. Okay. That's why it's meta. It's a movie about it. a movie experience. But what I love is that they got Tony Dow to direct it. And Tony Dow, if you don't remember, played um the older Leave It to Beaver brother. Okay. So, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I remember him, yeah. Yeah, so he was uh not What's a lot of Leave It to Beaver, believe it or not. Yeah, so did my, I went my, my mom wa- liked to watch it on the, on when it was syndicated, of course. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, so they got Tony Dow to direct, and he's done a lot of directing. So, so I get the impression it's going to be more of like uh, he walks around and, and talks to people who've been in lines, or yeah. Well, there's obviously going to be some first person interview stuff yeah. like that, but it's also going to talk about the the concept of why it's important to stay in line or why people choose to do it. Indeed. Because, for example, uh, just a couple days ago was the 20th anniversary of the re-release. Of the uh, the special edition release in 1997. Yeah, Wally. His name was Wally. Remember Wally? Yeah, Wally. Yeah, yeah. Wally Cleaver. Thanks, Mox. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I actually waited out overnight with my sister Donna. We for what? Went for the special edition in 97. Oh yeah, I did that too. Yeah, with, we waited. Uh, yeah, we waited overnight for uh, for uh, for New Hope and Empire. Yeah. And um, yeah, so it was. Uh, you know, it's funny that I mean there was like ten of us in line. What's well, really weird, man, is that I waited in line for all those. Jeremy and I waited in line way longer than we needed to for one of the prequels. Like just one of those things. And you and I and our little group here, we live in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Nobody gives a crap. Nobody shows up. It doesn't matter what the movie is. Nobody shows up more than twenty to thirty minutes max right. before a movie. And what time do we go down to see Rogue One and Force Awakens? Oh, about an hour early. It minimum, you minimum, know, minimum. Yeah. I think Force Awakens we went even before that. Yeah, well, usually we're drinking and eating pizza well, before look, we go. Here's that's what we do. But the point is, is um, there's something to be said for uh, waiting in a line for a movie you really want to see. Yeah, well, there's that experience and the you know comrade uh, comradeship of of hanging out with your fellow uh, fanatics. Indeed. Um, so this one. This story, I it barely came across my my desk. I yeah, that? actually, I didn't even hear about this one. Well, uh, JT sent me this one. Like literally, when I was done with the outline and I was about to leave, he's like, "Oh, this." And so, uh, Rosario Dars da- <clears throat> Rosario Dawson wants to play a live action Asuka Tano. What do you think of that? Uh, I think she'd be great. Yeah. Um, she, we'll talk about her later too. I mean, it's a very it'd be a very physical role. Yeah. Um, but. She has uh, experience in dance and and movement. So I mean, I remember she played. She was in Rent. So she as the dancer part person in Rent. So she uh, she definitely has the experience to be able to do that sort of role. Well, this comes up obviously, and a lot as a lot of things do via Twitter. And uh, one fan said uh, suggested that she do the role. Excuse me, in a live action role. Uh, and of course, she said, um, yes, please, question mark. Yeah, because she's a total point. geek, too. Oh, she's, and she's awesome. And of course, she's the night nurse in yeah. all of the she's Defenders been, yeah, stuff. Yeah, she's in the Defenders stuff. She was in Men in Black. She was in uh, Clerks 2. Indeed. She'll be in Clerks 3. Oh, I loved her in Clerks 2. Oh, yeah. Re- I need to rewatch that. I haven't seen that in a long time. Um, but yeah, man, I, I think she'd be really good in the role, honestly. Absolutely. So do I. Yeah. Before we continue, what do we think about this? About a live action Ahsoka Tana? Just Ahsoka in general. Do you think she's going to come back in any of the live action films uh, ever? I like asking questions like I that. I think it's you just do, like you do thinking. Yeah, stuff. well, just like everybody else in the whole. I mean, she she obviously came from Clone Wars, but I, I consider her now part of the Rebels universe. And 
it's kind of like with Rogue One is that it's kind of hard to assume that they're going to be pulled in other than tangentially, kind of mm-hmm. like they did with Rogue One, um, unless they do it in a different standalone movie. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I think, um, and actually JT says in the chat room, he says, uh, it's all connected. I mean, yeah, we have, absolutely. We, we have Marvel, we have, you know, Defenders, all of that is, all that's Disney. So it's entirely possible. Oh, absolutely. So I would love to see that happen, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I'm all for any live action Star Wars. Stuff. You know, it's funny, man. And, and this is a Rosario Dawson, uh, tangent. Um, one of the things, I love when I listen to Kevin Smith talk about her is he loves her. He loves her. And I have never heard anybody say anything negative about her. No, not at all. Do you know what I'm saying? Um, Every, so, yeah, everybody works with her, loves her. Well, and, and I think that's really important. I think, you know, if, if she's going to get pulled into a role, if she's going to come into star Wars, it should be something that, you know, it'd be different if you brought in Bruce Willis, for example. Yeah, that'd be weird. You bring in Bruce Willis to do a cool role. And he's a jerk to everybody, and you don't want to bring him back again, right? But right. with someone like her, you want to you want to put her in a role where she wants to stick around. So I think that'd be cool. Oh, absolutely, and, yeah. And it, and that's a, one thing I think that that Star Wars casting directors do really well is that they cast people that people tend to like to be around. Indeed. Um, except for maybe Aiden Christensen, from what I hear, he was kind of weird. But well, you know, there's a lot of weirdos in Hollywood. Yeah, true. <laughs> and. I think you intrigued them with your removing of your sweatshirt. Yeah, I did. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, Star Wars comics. This one, um, because I'm so behind on Star Wars comics, and uh, I vow, vow, I'm vowing to catch up during the February break. We're going to go up to uh, a cabin, up, up uh, my uncle's cabin up in the middle of nowhere in the snow. So I'm going to read some comics and bring some comics with me. I'm going to do that. Very cool. So I'm going to catch up on Star Wars comics. But um, one of the things is Luke Skywalker and Dr. Afra. From uh, the Darth Vader comics, who we've talked about many times, absolutely, um, are going to team up in a new Star Wars uh, crossover comic. Yeah, and Doctor Aphra is getting some more traction because she's she's very popular from the the Vader comic. But uh, you know, there's the new Star Wars game um, with Force Arena or whatever it's called. I haven't played it yet. Yeah, I'm not sure. But uh, she's heavily prominent in the the uh, the advertising for it. So anyway, um, I'm I'm really intrigued to see um, how that's going to go. I like Dr. Afra. I do too. I think she's great because she's obviously subservient to, to Vader, mm. but you can tell she always has her gender. Plus she has, uh, was it triple zero or whatever that is the, mur- yeah, the murderous know, yeah. protocol droid. It's been so long now, but honestly, I mean, what's funny though is obviously they're on different sides, but they have to team up for some reason. So I Absolutely. think that's kind of cool. And I like, I lo- always love stories like that. Anyway, uh, you have the next one. Maul. Something about Maul. Yeah, and actually Darth Maul, which is uh, in the middle of his own comics run, uh, had kind of an important, uh, you know, it's a total side thing, but it, it mentions that he had been off on a planet um, hunting Rathtars. And so this does a couple things. First of all, <laughs> it connects Maul to The Force Awakens. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, it, however tangentially, just through, you yeah. know, a species. But it also says, uh, you know, and it said, well, this planet was, if not the home world, then a base world for, for the Rathtars. Indeed. And I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, also, Rathars are cool. Rathars are very cool. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, some Han Solo news. We got a bunch of stuff here. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So we have, uh, well, here's the headline. I'm going to read the headline, then I'll read the article. 
Amazon TV star eyed for key role in Han Solo movie. And which um, Amazon star is it? Well, who have we been talking about um, that got cast in the Han Solo movie recently? Donald Glover. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about him later, but who's the other one? Bigger? Bigger than... Oh, uh, Billy D. Williams. Bigger. Woody Harrelson. Oh, Remember? duh. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, this um, is okay. Everybody, that was the sound of me dropping the wall. Well, that's the sound of me cutting some. All right, so here we go. Um, the actor we're talking about, actress, excuse me, uh, is oh, where's the name? Oh, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Okay. Um, so a report from Variety. Uh, she's from Fleabag. Did you ever see Fleabag? I did not. Okay, so there must be some on Amazon. Um, and she's being eyed to play an important role in the film. And the report states that the role will be used mainly, uh, CGI, like Chewbacca or C3PO in the previous films. Um, so, uh, Fleabag was an Amazon original series and written by, written by that actress. Oh, very cool. Which is pretty cool. I always love when they bring in creative types. Yeah. So I'm, I'm down with that. Any ideas what she's going to be doing? Uh, absolutely none. You don't think this might be the love interest? Well, they've already had a female cast for a while. In true, but this CGI one—I don't know—is it gonna be like another Maz Kanata kind of thing, or do you think they'll go to where Han Solo's really like love interest is a CGI character? I don't know. I don't because I—I mean, I'm really hoping that they bring in um, Sana Solo from the. Uh, well, we're all hoping that. Yeah, and that's what I hope the the main star is. But yeah, Chewbacca's wife. Good guess. I like that, too. You know, if she plays Lumpy, that would be awesome. <laughs> See, now we're getting into stuff. We are. We don't want to go there, dude. <laughs> Come on. Let's make, you know, I, I want to start a new campaign to make the holiday special canon. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> let's just move on. Well, hello. Life Day is considered. That's where we got Life Day. No. Boba Fett was first introduced in the holiday special. No, no. I, I think I think it's canon. It's like, quote, unquote, canon, isn't it? Uh, no, it's actually not. Oh, it's not at all? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll let it go. As far as I know. So Lumpy doesn't exist. No, Chewbacca never got busy. You know he did, though. It's Chewbacca. Maybe he got busy in a Burger King bathroom. Okay, let's move on. All right, so we have Lando Calrissian um, actors Donald Glover and Billy D. Williams. Um, we're having lunch together. Yeah, and we actually mentioned something like this a, f- a couple months ago when uh, um, Alden Ironreich uh, went to lunch with Han Solo, uh, with uh, Arizona Ford, and how it's important to... Meet up with the person who's played your role before so you can get their sensibility. Well, and, and both of us were kind of hoping that that would happen. And I think uh, Glover was hoping it would happen. And the fact that it did, I think, is important. Uh, Mox, I think you might have upset my co-host. He's leaving. And thank you. <laughs> oh, wait. Chewbacca's wife is mentioned in Left Debt, Life Debt. Uh, that's something I haven't read yet. Oh, I know what they're referring to. Haven't read that. So here we are. Cool. That's I, I need to get caught up on a whole bunch of reading too. I haven't read any of the after, aftermath series. I think Mox schooled you. Mox did school me. Is what's happening. I'm sorry, Mox. You're not sorry. <laughs> anyway, so I any, don't want anything your else life. about this lunch before I get to my other Billy D. Williams news. No, let's move on to the cool stuff. No, but I think this is cool though. Honestly, I, I honestly think that when an actor sits down with an actor who has done the role before them, I think. Uh, being able to pick that person's mind, which we've talked about before, is really important. Oh, absolutely. So I think it's, it's invaluable. I'm actually really looking forward to the Han Solo movie now. You know what's funny is you were really hesitant about it. I was pretty adamantly And I was the one that was totally yeah. on board with it. Well, I was more, I'm even, I'm way more against the Boba Fett deal. Than oh, yeah, you're totally against that. You know what the one thing out of 
anything, I'm really hoping we see um, two things. Yeah. I want to see Han Solo in the Imperial Navy. Yep. Because that's how he gets his pants. I think you're actually going to see it, though. Probably not. But I also do want to see Corellia, because we've never actually seen Corellia on film. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'm in. Especially since, one, that's his home world, and two, that's where the Millennium Falcon was made. Indeed. So, Billy D. Williams reveals whether he will return to future Star Wars films. Now, what do you think he would say? Uh, well, of course, he would say, I would love to, because the Colt 45 money isn't you know <laughs> as, as plentiful as it once was. As lucrative as it once was. Um, and yeah, that's in a nutshell. He says, you know, uh, I, mean, I don't want to misquote him, but it, you know, you were close. Um, he says, if they asked me, I wouldn't say no. He basically said, right. Um, and the precursor to that was, um, he was asked, he was going to make a cameo in the Han Solo story. Um, and William says he wouldn't mind doing it. If they asked me, I wouldn't say no. So I don't think he's going to be in this movie. Honestly, no, I don't see it. The only way I can possibly I mean, see they're already it filming is well, they are, but you know, they could always, you know, it's a day shot, you know what I mean? True. The only way I could possibly see it is if he plays Lando's father mm. under heavy makeup. I mean, he's older already, but you have to alter him a little bit so he doesn't look exactly he's like the Lando. old, though. Yeah, I mean, he's in his 70s. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, I would like to see him make a cameo and come back to Star Wars eventually. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I think. When it's right, they'll ask him, I hope. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see him in episode nine. Oh, I got to pull an email up for this one, don't I? Yeah, you do. We actually got a listener email this week. Oh, my God. And I have to put it in here because, so bear with me. Because it has to do with what we talked about last week with episode eight. do with exactly what we talked about. Not last week, dude. Uh, two weeks, weeks before that. Um, so we got a message from a listener. And I, I didn't ask him ahead of time is if, if he was okay with us using his name. Um, but he's a listener. Let's just leave it at that. Should I say his first name? You can say his first name. Okay. So we got uh, a message from Elijah, and he basically says, "I just listened to the la- uh, to the two year show. Congrats, thank you. Thank um, you. Been listening to the show for a few months, and I love it. I just recently watched the trailers, and the odd thing about the Last Jedi being a red title is the fact that it's usually the three movie. It's usually the three movie that has it." So, Revenge of the Sith and Revenge of the Jedi both had red titles. Well, Revenge of the Jedi had a red title. I'm still not sure about Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and so that's, that's well, anyway, let's continue because I'm with you. Um, so, it's very interesting and odd that this has been, um, that the second one has a red title. And so, he also puts a link in there about uh, Star Wars Land, Avatar Land, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Yep. Um, so, I want to say thank you, Elijah, for, for listening to the show, first of all, because... Absolutely. That's you know, something. We we love to know that we actually have people listening. Thank you, like, listeners. You know, there's a few people in the chat room right now. Let's oh, not absolutely. forget them. No, not at all. I, mean, I can never forget them. Oh, they're not going to let themselves be forgotten. No, because they want to fire me. Yeah, so let's talk about this for a second. So let's talk about the red title again. Because it, I, w- I tried to, honestly, in the editing process, I tried to backpedal us a little bit. Um, because we backpedal a little bit um, in the moment. Because I think we had the chat room going. Yeah, well, that's actually one of the great that. things about a, what I love about going live. It's like yeah. live fact-checking, and I love that. Yeah, love it, you guys it makes my out. editing much easier because if Mox and JT and whoever else is sitting in there is like, you're full of crap, dude. It's like, ah, I know to cut that, <laughs> <laughs> which is important. But um, but this... It, I'm almost always full of crap. Well, obviously. But if he says uh, the third movies are having... So let's talk about Revenge of the Sith for a second. Yes. So that one, that one did have a red. Yes. And that was something we tried to backpedal into. 
The Last Jedi being a red title as well, what does that do for the film? What is that trying to say to us as the film as the film goer? What do you think? Because again, I think it's saying there will be blood. Well, and there will be blood because but think about what Revenge of the Sith was, right? It was basically the final fall of Darth Vader. Oh, absolutely. So that said, and let's not talk about, you know, uh, Return of the Jedi for a second. Right. Do we think there's going to be something as epic as Vader's fall in, in The Last Jedi? I think there has to be. I mean, it, it's just kind of like expected now. And we've already had, I mean, like in Force Awakens, we had, you know, Han Solo getting killed. In Rogue One, we had, you know. Spoilers. I know. Anybody who's listening to this podcast was their <laughs> I know, opening I know, night. I know, I know. <laughs> um, you know, in Rogue One, we had you know the 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 quintessential stealing of the Death Star right, plans right, and right, right. and the the Vader scene at the end. So you know, you've had monumental moments. They they know that they kind of have to have those now. Indeed. Uh, well, man, I I'm I'm starting to think that this Last Jedi thing is a little is a little darker. Oh, it's absolutely going to be. And it, I, I'm also starting to think it's going away from Luke a little bit. Oh, I think it absolutely is. And my, I'm not going to forecast that this is what's going to happen. This is what I would like to have happen is because I think he's already signed on to do both eight and nine. Right. But I would be okay with him getting killed in eight and being a force ghost in nine. Yeah. Well, I think, it, I think it's going to focus. I think it's really going to be about a fall. And I think it's going to end up coming back to Kylo Ren. Oh, it is. I honestly, I think the structure of the film is going to be very similar to Godfather 2, mm. where you're going to have two different timelines going at once, where you're going to get the modern. going to go there. Huh? I would like to see it that way yeah. because I think it's very effective. Yeah. Um, because we'll, I, I think we'll see um, Luke training Ray and trying to be redeemed through his training of Ray. Uh-huh. And in the same time, we're going to see you know, flashbacks to the fall of Kylo and the Knights of Ren and how Luke handled that. Yeah. And I'm with you, man. And I, I would honestly, I, I mean, I think they're really going to, they're going to flesh out the Knights of Ren thing here. Honestly, I, um, I think we're going to see the fall of Kylo Ren. Oh yeah. If we don't see that rain soaked battle uh, during with the Knights of Ren, well, it wouldn't make any sense. No, we'd have to see that. And also going back to what Elijah said, it would, it doesn't make any sense to have the red lettering if we're not going to see a fall of some sort. Absolutely. Um, or a de- or a significant death as uh, um, uh, somebody put in chat a second ago, but I lost it. Um, so any other thoughts on the red on the red title or anything Elijah put out there? We're going to talk about Star Wars. Land no, I just think it, it just references how important it is. Indeed. So. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm really excited about to see what's going to happen. Yep. I'm on board. Not that I wasn't to begin with. Let's talk about Rebels for a minute. Yeah, I'm completely caught up, and it's fantastic. Let me just tell you, one of the things we talked about in the very beginning of our viewing of Star Wars Rebels, and we're going to try to do this because since we do have a chat room, which puts us in a weird conundrum, I guess. Conundrum? Yes. Is conundrum the right word? I don't know where you're going, so I can't tell. Well, we're going to try to approach this without spoilers. Oh, yeah. It kind of puts us in a spot to where we have people who want to watch this thing live, you know, but... I don't want to be like, if they haven't seen Rebels or they're an episode behind, we're going to screw them. I totally understand. Right? So we'll choose our words carefully. Let's choose our words carefully. So I am really excited uh, that where we're at right now in Rebels, because I'm caught up as well, that we get 
Sabine's backstory finally. And this is something that we talked about very, very Back in season on. one that we wanted. Because yeah. she was such a... Very um, compelling character. Very compelling character. Yeah. And you could definitely tell that there was some inner turmoil. Yeah. And we just weren't seeing it. We, I mean, we, And we got a, a little bit of Zeb's backstory in season one. And yeah. we've kind of got a little bit of everybody except for except Sabine. For, and, and the way they did it... Um, anyway, the story I have in here was that the voice actress... Um, uh, Taya Surkar, which we saw on that panel that time. Yeah, she's um, fantastic. She's really cool, and people were kind of giving her crap during that panel, saying, "You don't know a lot about Star Wars." But does it matter that she knew a lot about Star Wars, or does it matter that when given the backstory of this character, she embraced it and did it really well? And yeah, I think it's it's almost impossible to be uh, to hold any actor or actress that comes into this saga to like be fully informed on every single thing that's oh, happened. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But but my thing is, man, the it was I think it was called Dark Saber. Was yeah, the Dark Saber. The Dark Saber episode was phenomenal. I mean, not only do we get her backstory, we get uh, a pull in with some old Republic stuff. We get um we get just a really emotional moment, right? of uh of this dynamic between her and Kanan and everybody else there and i just i really really enjoyed that episode so um i'm gonna leave it that at at that point but if if you're not caught up with rebels please do that because i would i would really like to talk to you about that yeah well the next episode is going to talk about mandalore so it's going to be definitely really playing heavily on her backstory but the um one thing i loved about the trial of the dark saber episode um is that not only what it told us about sabine but what it informed us about the relationship between um, Kanan and Ezra, mm-hmm. because the way that he uses uh, Ezra in the training of of Sabine, yeah, um, it really shows what impact Bendu is having on Kanan and where he sees Ezra going in the near future. That's a really good point. That yeah. he's he's becoming less of a learner and more of a trainer. So he's, you can tell he's getting him ready for the Jedi trials. Indeed. Let's, uh, let's put that aside and let's do a show. Maybe, maybe that's something we can do with our patrons when we finally get them back on. Do a rebel show. Talk yeah. about rebels. <laughs> yeah. I really like that. Um, cause that show all was behind for a little bit. Um, finally we had nothing else to watch with the kids <laughs> and my kids, as much as they love Star Wars, they get nervous when there's a the Inquisitors when they say, a bad guy. Yeah, um, which so is funny because they love Darth Vader. Yeah, the Inquisitors they had a problem with Vader. They don't have a problem with, but I think they're used to him um, because from, he's, just from the movie. He's Daddy's so. favorite. Yeah, well, indeed. <laughs> uh, let's talk uh, Clone Wars for a minute, um, and it's only super quick. Uh, it's going to leave Netflix here in March. Yeah, it's uh, it's is it leaving at the beginning of March or is it at the end of March? Uh, I don't know if they give a direct date. I don't know when these things go. Because Netflix always does their changeover on yeah. the first. Uh early over uh the seventh of March. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, I've I've watched very little of the Clone Wars, so that's something I need to catch up on. Yeah, I'm f- I, I just can't imagine me doing it before March. I mean we only got two weeks. Yeah, no, that's not happening. It's a lot of time. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Uh we've got a, a little bit of merchandise news here and uh you you've got a couple that are cool and then I've got one I'm really excited about. I, I put a couple of things in here and, and honestly, they're just really for fun. Honestly, I did not, um, think models were really a thing still. Like people, people doing models. Is that a thing? No, sorry. I was just, I was laughing at something that Mox had said and, or yeah, I, yeah, that somebody yeah, had said yeah, that, uh, Rebels yeah, redeemed right. me. Yeah, Anyways. Yeah, yeah. Chat's great. But let me, let me, let me, let, let's focus, focus. Question. 
Do you know anybody that does models? No, I know my my older brother who did models a lot as a kid. And you know, it's funny. There's definitely the different because he had the you know the the glue type that you had to paint and everything. Yeah. And then by the time it got to me, it was all the snap together type of models. Yeah. And he resented me a little bit for that. But uh, I know he was trying to get his son into it, but his son has totally grabbed yeah. onto Minecraft. Um. By the way, look at this. That looks really cool. Okay. So. Uh, this is from Nerdist. Uh, they put out Bandai's new Star Wars model kits are crazy detailed, and indeed they are. Um, there's a crazy, crazy, um, uh, what you call it, slideshow in here of just all of the details of these models. I've never seen anything quite like it, to be honest with you. And I would do a model maybe never again. Yeah. I tried when I was a kid. And I was just, it's not my thing. But if you're into model making... Oh my god, these are ridiculous. We have a link in the show notes. Yeah, they're very intricate and they're very cool. I just had to put them there because I was like, is this still happening? Well, you also got to remember that the original demographic of Star Wars, you know, you're looking at people that were teenagers in the 70s. Yeah. That was my brother. No, I know. I'm with you, man. I mean, and again, I feel like it, I feel like because of fandom going the way it's going, things like model making and um if you're talking about D, you know painting miniatures and stuff like that i mean all that stuff is still there it's just i don't know i i i think it's for those people this stuff is going to get so much better oh absolutely it's pretty cool yeah um because anytime you bring money into a fandom it raises all ships you indeed know? you have some for her, from here her universe yeah her universe which is a fantastic organization if you don't know much about them um it's a uh amy ratcliffe right yeah yeah and who who she does a lot of work with nerdist and actually we're gonna we actually have an article of hers in the next section yep um but she does a clothing line and it's it's very uh female empowering and they did a great shirt uh for princess leia called self-rescuing princess <laughs> and it's a great shirt and uh, i put it in pinterest and we have it in our show notes um but all proceeds go to benefit a mental health charity nice which uh you know carrie fisher would have loved Indeed. I'm glad you put that one in there. Me too. Are we done patting each other on the back? or We are. And okay. actually, the very next article is Amy Ratcliffe. <laughs> and here we are. So, Parks News. This It's one of those articles where it's like, here's all the things we know. Yeah, there's really nothing. Okay, basically, it's the title of it is. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I don't think there's anything here that we don't know, but... Everything we know about Disney Park Star Wars themed land. And we do have some new news about it. Yeah, we do. But it, it was actually an add-on at the end and they had a different article. Mm. But Amy Ratcliffe just set up this article that she'll continuously update from now until the park opening. And it's basically it was just a placeholder uh, article she wrote. Um, but she's got some great uh, concept art in there, a couple of videos. Um, and then she has the breaking news at the end, which is... When is it opening? 2019. We have a, we have, we have a year. That's something. Two years. No, I mean, we have a year, meaning they've declared it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I kind of figured this, you know, they're, they're probably t- going to tie it in with episode nine, Yeah. Um, which makes sense. But what I do love about it is that they, uh, uh, she pulled in a whole bunch of information that I hadn't quite uh, known before, which is that they are inviting, they're, in, they're building an entirely new planet for this. Yeah. And it's like on the edge of wild space, which is cool. Oh, that's cool. And, um, like you're going to have a cantina. It's not the Moss Eisley cantina, but they're Good. trying also. Maybe they can serve booze. But they're making it fully immersive, like, uh, about that. Continue. like Harry Potter yeah. or, um, Avatar is going to be. Indeed. Um, I, I'm, I'm super stoked that they finally committed to a time, to be honest with you. And, uh, we're going this year. We go every year, but 
I, I just can't wait for that year. Yeah, and she actually makes a really good point that if you go to the roof of the Mickey and Friends parking structure, you can actually look down into the construction mm-hmm. area. Oh, yeah, no. And if you are on Splash Mountain, uh, when you are on the, I think it's after the initial. The initial climb? What you, what you, uh, yeah, the initial climb. When you get that and you're going around, you're mm-hmm. getting ready for that first drop. If you look off to the left, you can see it. Oh, okay, cool. They, like, I know when we were up there, we saw them literally bulldoze moving dirt. Which is yeah, well, cool. uh, actually, I'm, I'm a little bit, whenever I go on Spl- uh, Splash Mountain, um, at the very top of the last drop, as you come out and you're about to drop, if you look to the right, you see a pirate ship on top of the yeah, Han- I uh, top. Of, I always look for that too. But. Yeah, New Orleans Square, which was built in honor of John Hanch, <laughs> all right, who's all right. a Disney legend. And I always look at that. I think I saw it from Tower of Terror too. Is that facing the same direction? Um, it's facing towards it, but you have to, it's further away. Okay. All right. All right. Um, so Pandora. Yeah. We also got news from Bob Iger that we actually have a date for the Pandora opening in, uh, in Disney World. Do you in, think that's really going to happen that date? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's in the date is May 27th of this year. All right. No, I know. I've, I've been hearing some stuff. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, they've been completely on board with the, the construction and the building of that. It's the movies that are taking forever. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so we have Star Wars Land confirmed for 2019. We have Pandora opening in 2017. Um, and then we have a, um, okay. This is actually, I want you to watch this video and so we can show it to everybody else. But there was a new game that came out at the end of last year called Planet Coaster. And it's okay. basically a, a, a roller coaster design program that's on steroids. And there's this fan who does creative, uh, planet coaster themes and he did one based on indiana jones he did one on expedition everest from disney world but he created a roller coaster themed on the death star attack okay from a new hope so you gotta watch this the, the first half of the video it's only a couple of minutes the first half of the video shows the queue area and then it shows a pov uh run through the the ride i don't know if people will be able to see this whole thing it's actually four minutes so this isn't like space mountain right no i mean you in this game called planet coaster you can design it however you want planet oh i get what you're saying wow. and i looked it up and it's like 45 dollars huh but it's really cool because it it pulls in i mean like right now you're going through the death star right, right, right. um yeah it brings in the trench run here in a little bit it has a loop in the trench run that's pretty badass dude huh yeah it's pretty darn cool so if you go to the the youtube page for that fan he uh you can also see his indiana jones coaster which is pretty cool too he has an Indiana Jones one? Yeah, he created one for Indiana Jones. Kind of badass. All right, dude. Uh, anything else for Star Wars? Nope, that's it. Now we're uh, on to the usual roundup. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. I got to figure out the volume on that one, but uh, it all I work it out later in post. It's a much better. Uh, anyway, here we are, dude. Usual roundup time. Yep. And welcome to Sakari. Thanks for joining the chat. Wait, Sakari's here? Yeah, he just showed up. Oh, I quit. <laughs> I quit if Sakari's here. I'm just kidding. Welcome, dude. How you doing? All right. So here we go. Uh, usual roundup time. Let's get the, as we always do, bad news first. Yep. Bad news first. Go ahead. So we had a death. Uh, Battlestar Galactica's Richard Hatch died at 71 this week. And, um, if you don't know that name, I'm gonna, I'm gonna list off some other stuff he's been on, but he's most known for the first, um, uh, Battlestar Galactica, Battlestar Galactica captain. Okay. 
Um, and he was featured on the show during its original run in the late seventies. He appeared in 22 episodes of the reboot series, which ran from 2004 to 2009, which I absolutely love. And he's has role. He had a role on all my children, Baywatch, Santa Barbara and MacGyver. Um, and he died Tuesday morning after a long run with uh, pancreatic cancer. So and that's painful. Yeah. That's not a way you want to go, but, um, but yeah, I do remember him, uh, making that appearance in, in, in the recent run. Um, and I just, it, you know, it's one of those things where it brings attention to the fact of the fandoms that you love. You yeah, know? absolutely. And as someone points out, um, the, the original battle, I, and actually I still haven't watched all the, uh, the reboot, but I love the original. And you had, Don't, just, you had Twinkie, and I, it was gonna, just awesome. I'm, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to not make a comment about that. But continue. No, I'm done. Because oh. I because I don't like you. Well, no, it was me being upset about you not watching Battlestar Galactica. I hate you so much. Did you watch any of it? No, I haven't. Watch. Okay, watch it from beginning to end, and you're welcome. Oh, I will. It's just not. A, I'm a talking part. about not the old one. The no, I know. Okay. You're killing me, Smalls. What's homeboy's name? He played the captain. Edward James Olmos. I haven't even seen it, and I know that. Katie Sackoff? Katie Sackoff, I know. All right. I'm just throwing it out. All right. Uh, we have a, we're on a real reviews now, and we've got a little bit of casting news. Diego Luna from Rogue One has been cast in the reboot of Scarface. Are they doing that? They are. Hmm. And uh, it's awesome that we're going to get a Latino playing a Latino character. As opposed to an Italian named well, Al Pacino. Honestly, you know what's funny? And I realized my camera is going right down my microphone thing, which is awkward. Um, but this is something we're going to talk about later for sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, when it gets closer to being made. No, no, no. But I'm just talking about... We're going to talk about whitewashing. Oh, yeah. Later. And and you're saying like, oh, there's a Latino playing a Latino. Because that makes sense. Yeah. Right? But then when we get to something like Ghost in the Shell and some of the other stuff we're going to talk about later... It's becoming a problem. Yeah, well, it's always been a problem. And we'll, okay, when we get to white yeah. washing, I'll bring yeah, some we'll, we'll context. Okay, into cool. It. Netflix has released uh, is gonna ha- they have a release date? Change things too. Yeah, um, what's the date? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you you put it in here. I'm just kidding. It's October 31st, 2017. And like we're shocked by that one. Yeah. So because if you saw the trailer, you saw that they were dressed up for Halloween because they were dressed up as oh, the Ghostbusters. Man. Um, and if you saw the trailer, you were also watching. Super Bowl. Super Bowl. You were supposed. We're supposed to finish each other's sentences, bro. Speaking of uh, moving release dates, yeah, Bad Boys Three got changed. Okay, you and I have talked about this movie more than almost any other movie in real reviews. Yeah, because we love Bad Boys. Well, we love Bad Boys, but the crazy thing is, is the main thing we've talked about is this date movie. Yeah, it keeps getting changed. So, except for we do know it's called Bad Boys for Life. It's Bad Boys for Life. Um, so really what it comes down to is it's being moved again. Okay. Um, now it's being pushed back a nearly a year. Um, and it's going to be November 9th, 2018 instead of January 12th, 2018. Yeah. So it's just really, it's getting pushed back 10 months and I'm sure it's a scheduling thing. Yeah. Because especially when you're dealing with major stars like Will Smith or whatever, um, and directors like Michael Bay, you you really have to fit it into their schedules. Indeed. Um, I just want to see this movie. So do I. I, mean, <laughs> I, I love Bad Boys. I, I love them. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like Bad Boys? If you don't want it, it, look, if you don't like Bad Boys, are you really having a fun? You're never having a fun if you're not liking Bad Boys. Yeah. That's 
Yeah, we just put a lot of pressure on our fans. Didn't want... <laughs> oh, Jim, you're bringing up old stuff. She's talking smack about me, dude. Didn't read Lord of the Rings. Didn't watch Battlestar Galactica. That's you. Are we starting That's hashtag Fire Will again? Uh, no, we're talking about... Oh, but I, I tell you, Redna was giving me crap about Lord of the Rings earlier today. You see that, <laughs> you no. see that on Twitter? Anyway. Should we do a contest? Yeah, let's do the contest. And evidently, I'm hashtag not a real nerd. I've been telling that for so long. <laughs> all right. So, since we have the most people we've had all night in the chat. Let's go ahead and uh, have our trivia question. Let's do our trivia question. And what are we giving away tonight, folks? I don't know. A, a lot of people that are in there are Slotor players. Should we give away... Um, uh, some cartel coins? Yeah, I think 450 cartel coins would be legit. And what do we have from last week that uh, JT let roll over? 450 cartel coins. So for the winner tonight... I don't do math well. So for the winner tonight, you get 900 cartel coins. How do we feel about that? Okay, once again, I know the answers to all these because I'm amazing. Will is going to choose blue, red, yellow, purple, green, or orange. I'm going orange tonight. Orange, really? You got a problem with that? I'm joking, I don't really care. (laughs) All right, you guys ready? All right. Who, after landing a vicious kick... To General Grievous's leg, grimaces and grabs his shin in pain. It was pretty obscure. It was rather obscure. Should we give him time to? Uh, I, I mean, I knew the answer. Do I think I pretty much held the answer up to the camera. Just realized I was Who answered first? Damn it, man. You passed on last time. You can't answer. Sakari. Oh, wait. No. J- okay. So here's the thing. JT's disqualified. <laughs> or how do you want to do it? Sakari got it right. So did JT. JT answered first. But they were right on top of each other. But JT passed on last time. So will you give it to Sakari? Oh, JT, you're giving up on it again this week? <laughs> uh, I love that you guys are in there doing this. This is great. Um <laughs> Or we give each of you 450 and we call it a day. How about that? You guys want to do that? I think we do that. I think that's what we do. Jim is saying JT. How about we give 450 to each of them? Yeah. 450 to JT. 450. Oh, <laughs> oh of course. JT. JT gave up. So 900 to Sakari. Oh, my God. Now they both. Nobody wants it. Okay, fine. I'm done with trivia. All right. Screw it. I'm taking the 900 cartel coins. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. You're stupid. Um, all right. I'll talk to you boys after the fact. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> He needs a CXP boost more than me. That's- All right, so we're moving on to the trailers <laughs> portion now, and uh, actually we can we can skip this one. But if you want to look in our show notes, we have a trailer for the brand new Schwarzenegger movie called Aftermath. Nobody wants to watch it. No, but we are definitely <laughs> going to watch these two new promos that have come out. They're Lego Batman. But are they bumpers? No, they're promos. They're, they're not bumpers. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay. But they're Lego Batman crossed with the Big Bang Theory, and the promo they're they're two quick promos. They're only like 15 seconds each. Um, but they're awesome because the premise of it is, is that Lego Batman gets pulled into the apartment and not understanding why he's there. And it's really funny. <laughs> what, was, what did I just see at the end of that? It was all them and Lego, but it's the intro to the show and it shows them eating their, their Chinese food. No way. Okay. All right. Funny. Now go on to the next one. Uh, what's the next one? You have to hit next on the slideshow. You don't mean to do a lot of work here, bro. Uh, it's not hard work. There we go. Pretty funny. Who's doing these? 
Oh, they were done by the the people that are doing their promos for Lego Batman. Oh, okay. oh my! I love how B- Lego Batman's favorite Batman is Clooney. That's awesome. All right, so what do we got next, dude? Let's 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 get to the trailer of trailers here. Oh, yeah. we're not we're not gonna get there yet. Are we gonna do Ninjago? All right, let's watch the Ninjago trailer. <laughs> of course, I say Ninjago. I have no idea what it is. I say Ninjago. Uh, chat room, your call. It's twenty five seconds of your life. You'll never give it back. All right, so we have confirmation. Okay. It is Ninja Go. Uh, Ninjago, he said. That's what I heard, Ninja Go. So here's what I'm saying. Uh, music, awesome. Uh, your pronunciation, atrocious. So here we are. <laughs> Moving on. What do we got? Uh, this one's all you. Sweet. You, okay, so do you want to... Okay, so here's what I want to do. I want to save the... Um, yeah, we'll save the, the other one for later. Yeah, yeah, no, but I want to. I want to save the um, Guardians one. Yeah, but there's a couple. Of, so what we have going on here is the TV spots for Super Bowl, and we watched Ghost in the Shell last week, right? We watched what? We watched the Ghost in the Shell one last week, correct? We did. So we don't need to watch that one again. No, just kidding. We're watching it. <laughs> Somebody in chat said Ninja Go. <laughs> it is Ninja Go. Amateurs. I'm going to stay with what I want to say forever. How about that? All right. So I'm going to skip the Guardians one. Do you want to watch the Transformers one? Do we want to put ourselves through that? Well, I mean, how many of these are there? I mean, do we want to watch them all? No, we don't want to watch them all. No. just We have a link in the show notes where you can watch all the trailers you want. Uh, the one we're watching, though, right now is this one. Oh, yeah. This one looks great. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. Yeah. You can never go wrong with cash. Uh, the song choice? Perfect. I mean, that trailer, I mean, I love those movies. Yep. But, like, you see uh, Orlando Bloom. He's got, like, barnacles on it. Yep. So is he turning into Homeboy with uh, um, a lot of crap going on? Well, don't you remember he took over for Davy Jones? No, I know, but he looked all beautiful and stuff. Well, like, so over the time. you're down under the water, of course you're going to. That's the whole point no, of that. but I thought because he didn't, like, have his heart taken out and stuff. Like, oh, no, he did. He did. Mm. So he's going to turn into a gnarly old gross guy. I know you have a crush on Orlando Bloom, but come on, get have over it. Have you seen him as Legolas? I'm sorry. Have you seen him? He's luscious. <laughs> I'm just saying, bro. I'm not trying to... Furious A, did you see that? Do we want to watch that one? Oh, no. I, I love the F- Fast and the Furious movies. Right. Well, one more. So should we should we make a choice that this is the Furious yeah. A? Okay. Because this is, this is important. Oh, my God. They're on ice. <laughs> they're in Iceland, and she has a freaking submarine. <laughs> I got you, brother. Oh, that's ridiculous. I love it. I love right, how fantastical they are. I know. I'm like four movies behind, though. You are. I'll have to watch those. All right. They're very entertaining. So, uh, we love watching trailers, and we could do this all day, but the, lo- oh, the Logan one, though. Uh, to answer Jem's question, Vin Diesel is in all of them, except for the second one. Mm-hmm. And The Rock came in in the fifth one. Was it five or four? Five. Five. So, Logan... It was a pretty cool TV. Oh spot. yeah, we gotta watch. Logan. Okay, last one. Promise. Thirty seconds. <sighs> Rated R. That's, that's just gonna be ridiculous. Uh, Logan does look great, but to follow up with what's going on in chat, <laughs> uh, Vin does a cameo at the end of three in Tokyo. He has no part in two. Let's go in the shell. I think we're good, dude. Uh, on, on these guys. Uh, oh wait, one more. What the heck? Stranger Things. You didn't see this one? Oh, I did. Stranger Things too. Yeah, I saw it. Oh, the, uh, 
I think the chat room is feeling like it's time. Oh, it is. Uh, anyway, so I'm gonna I'm gonna close this because otherwise we're gonna watch something else. But yeah, the idea here, guys, is that uh, Stranger Things is the bomb. It is good. <sighs> I just don't. I'm not feeling it. Speaking of Stranger Things, um, I mean, it's got, no Westworld. Uh, we'll talk about that another time. Uh, you have an article in here about Stranger Things too. I do. Uh, they, uh, you know, if you watch, you know, watch that trailer at all. Um, it's fantastic because it's heavily influenced by Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. And they've actually, the producers come out uh, and said that the season two is heavily inspired by D&D. Which, I'm, I'm glad they're doing that. I mean, the the framework of the show, the first episode, was the fact it was bookended with them playing, playing D&D, D, yeah. having, um, and the monster to them was the uh, Demogorgon. Yes. Which... It, and for us who are in a D and D group and and seeing a show that's based in the eighties, um, this is like geek candy. Oh, absolutely! Which is why this is so successful, obviously. Um, all right. So, Stranger Things producer says Barb will have a heavy impact on season two. Um, and I don't. We already know that she's not going to be in season two. So how is that going to work? Do you think? Yeah, I don't know. Just emotionally, you think? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Well, here we are. All right, let's get to the next thing, Doctor Who. You ready? Yeah, this is a uh, this is cool too. I mean, we're getting a lot of Doctor Who news, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. But um, you know, I I'm honestly still in eight in season eight. So why don't you talk about this? <laughs> oh, I haven't seen Luke Cage. I haven't seen this. That's cool. That's uh, fine. No, let me talk about this. Because have you watched Timeless yet? How long did it take you to watch Westworld? Uh, the feud is real. Okay, so moving on. Uh, Doctor Who season 10, uh, there's a little teaser, which I'll, I'll throw up here in a second, and it does confirm that, uh, Missy is coming back. And those of you that are Doctor Who fans and know what, who, uh, I should say who, <laughs> who Missy is, Ooh. you see what I did there? Um, this teaser will mean a lot. So we're still watching things. Here we go. <laughs> she was the one I was trying to say who I think should, if if they could figure out a way to do it story wise, should be the next doctor, the female doctor, because she's absolutely insane and absolutely awesome at the same time. Um, and she's, I mean, she's Gallifreyan as well, right? Because yeah. she's the master. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I don't want to spoil. I'm behind. Right? You're yeah. behind. Um, so Samurai Jack, which has not been on the air for over a decade. Yeah, and you were a big fan of it. I love Samurai Jack, and there's a teaser that goes along with Samurai Jack, but at the same time. Um, they're bringing back another season, season five. Yeah, and uh, it's they're releasing the whole season at the same time, right? Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so they're doing that, and the Adult Swim is live streaming all of the uh, Samurai Jack episodes online, which is awesome. Cool. Um, we also have the new X Men TV pilot. Uh, is has a start date. It's well, oh, production start date. Yeah, yeah but it's not. It's not a date. It's, no, it's like spring of. Yeah, it's like it's like it's happening soon. But it's happening sooner than we thought. And that w- this was that one where um, we don't even know what it is yet. But it's right. It's soon. rumored that it's it's going to be centered around a teenager who's acquiring their powers for the first time. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's exciting. Uh, we also have jo- Scarlett Johansson. Um, she kind of comes out and talks about the whitewashing thing and. We touched on it last week, um, but to be honest with you, I'm not trying to dive too much into this, but people are saying, uh, 
every response to this is there's diversity in Hollywood is really what it is. And she would not do a role if it was, if she thought she was, you know, doing something bad. So here's what it says. It says diversity is important in Hollywood. I would never want to feel like I was playing a character that was offensive. Also having a franchise with a female protagonist drive, uh, driving it is such a rare opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but then it says it's very, there's a very international cast. And I think the best part of casting her is that I don't have to cast a big name actors around her. I could cast people like Juliet, uh, uh, Banoche, Kari Momoi, and I'm going to butcher all those names, but that was the last person talking was not, um, was one of the showrunners. Right. Okay. There's a couple of things I have to say about this. No, please. Um, in modern context, the reason why I think this is gaining so much traction is what happened, um, two years ago with Emma Stone, uh, where she was in the movie Aloha with Bradley Cooper playing a, a Japanese woman. Emma Stone playing a Japanese woman. Um, okay. Now she's not Japanese. No. And I know that she, she's mixed in that movie, but it's still, I'm, I'm just, yeah, not the same. I'm playing. Exactly. Now with this character, they can, um, you know, depending on what, and honestly, I haven't looked because I don't want to be spoiled by this movie too much. Um, I haven't looked to even see what, uh, what Scarlett Johansson's character name is and if it's the same and if she is actually Japanese in it or whatever, because if they, if the name isn't the same, then it's not technically, it's whitewashing the, the casting. I mean, it's, it's whitewashing the story, not the casting, which is right. a different beast. Yeah. Right. But his, histo- I mean, and, and she does make a great point. Uh, the, the showrunner makes a great point of having a female protagonist. And that's another issue we're dealing with. But we've come a long way from the sixties. And, um, the two movies I, I really like to point out is, well, actually three movies and one references another is, uh, the movie Get Shorty. Yeah. References a, an old Orson Welles movie called Touch of Evil. Mm. And, uh, and it's John Travolta is inviting Renee Russo out to a movie. And he's like, Touch of Evil's playing at a, at a theater near my hotel. We can go watch Charlton Heston be a Mexican. <laughs> because in that movie, he plays a Mexican right. cop. Right. And, uh, or a, a Mexican. And, and there's that. And then you have, uh, Breakfast at Tiffany's, which is widely regarded to be one of the best, you know, romantic movies of all time. But you see Mickey Rooney in a very, very racist performance mm. of a Chinese man. Interesting. And I mean, it's, uber racist and that is different because that's that's not casting for that that role right and that's what you're having with what you had with emma stone and aloha you have a specific race and as a character and you're still casting a white person in that role whereas what i think what's going on with scarlett johansson is they just changed the role to make it fit her race so it's whitewashing the story but not the casting okay well they're both wrong but one is i think more egregious yeah, well, let's just see how it plays out, to be honest with you, man. I mean, I tried to – race issues are always a thing. Yeah. Right? And I'm just – I'm at the point now where I'm like, let's just – can I just watch the movie? Absolutely. And, and, and let me see what happens before I get worked up about a thing that may not be a thing because I don't know what the story is about that thing yet. Yeah, there was a big issue with this again with uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Airbender. Yeah. Because yeah. It was he got a lot of white, fight for that. Yeah. yeah. And, Which, and also, uh, uh, Gods and Monsters. Yeah. Or not Gods and Monsters, um, Gods of Egypt. Yeah. With, oh, yeah. Gods had, of Egypt was fun. Yeah. You had, uh, Ian Greffold and, uh, um, Gerard Butler, two Scottishmen, two Scotsmen <laughs> playing Egyptian gods. Yeah. Which I think is hilarious. It's important. <laughs> yeah, well, indeed. Um, Trolls director, um, Mike Michelle takes 
over a Mitchell. Lego movie sequel? Yeah, the the second Lego movie. Not Lego Batman, but Lego Movie 2. Oh, I, I totally read that wrong. Yes, and I actually put this in here. Right, <laughs> and the reason why this is kind of news is because the um, the directors of the original Lego movie, which is, uh, I think, uh, was it Christopher Lord and it's the two guys. Yeah, they are dudes. they're doing the um Han Solo movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So totally. that's why they're directing that. Oh, that's fine. And uh they also have somewhere down the line 23 Jump Street on their plates cuz they did the 21 and 22 Jump Street movies too. All right, so let's get to Universal Usual and get the heck out. We're almost done. We are. Um we really actually don't have a ton of Universal Usual news in here a little bit, but um let's uh, do a quick run through the Berlantiverse. Um you actually have it's mostly casting with Supergirl. Yeah, let's can we talk about that and then go back to the first thing? Yeah, that's what I was. For a second. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's do uh, Kevin Sorbo uh, is coming to Supergirl, okay? And he's going to be a mystery villain. Um, nobody knows who that is going to be yet. And I'm behind on Supergirl, so... You're way behind. Yeah, beyond behind. <laughs> um, so that's a thing. But um, he kind of came out and talked about uh, his mystery role in connection with Terry Hatcher. Um, and the fact that she just got brought on. Yes. Which we talked about last week. Um, he's very vague here, and I don't know how much we want to talk about this because I'm behind, but I've already read this article. Um, he says, uh, he leaves next week. Where is it? Um, he says, I'm from another planet. That's an arch rival planet of Krypton, which is of course now destroyed. What I would love is if he's from Monel's planet. Mm. You don't know Monel yet. Yeah. Um, but you are introduced to Monel in the season finale of season one and really introduced his character in season two. Um, but it's from a sister planet from the Krypton sun. And actually you're right because it says this hint makes it easy to assume that the pair will be hailing from Daxum. Yes. Um, especially considering the relevance of the planet this season with the addition of Monel, Chris Wood, uh, which Daxum is the most likely guest, most likely guest, guest. The expansive nature of the DC, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah. yeah. And also, this isn't a spoiler, but uh, in a couple episodes ago, there was a character who was just introduced for a second. We have no idea who they are, but they were asking about the Monel character. It's like, have you seen this? Per-? It was very Robert Patrick from Terminator 2. It was like, have you seen this? Right. Indeed. Yeah. Well, man. Um, so, real quick, let's go back to DC's Legend of Tomorrow. Um, they changed their finale date, and actually, they got more episodes this season than they were slated to have as well. Yeah, they they and they, 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 their original run was supposed <laughs> to be thirteen episodes, I believe. Yeah, and uh, they and actually about three or four months ago, they were added on four episodes. They have mm-hmm. seventeen episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one changed their their release date or their uh, their finale date. But also because they moved from Thursdays to Tuesdays, that's also going to change their, their finale date. Yeah. So the um, the finale date is going to be April 4th. Cool. Yeah, April 4th. And again, like you said, reworking of the schedule, final episode will, April, oh, will be April 4th. Yeah. And this is going to be a, a good month in front of the other uh, shows because they're going to finish with, uh, it was either 17 or 19 episodes, whereas the other shows are going to have a full 22 season. Totally. My discussion topic for Belanti this week is Arrow. You watched the first episode after the hiatus, and we're going to try to avoid spoilers, of course. Um, but you you liked it. I did. Um, they are they're really trying to interweave the story type of characteristics that they use in, in Flash. And I think that's good in one respect because 
um, it makes crossovers make a lot more sense and a lot more entertaining. Yeah. Um, I know you didn't care for it because the character that they brought in, it just felt like they were plugging a hole. Yeah, I, I have. And here's the thing. I don't want to, because we have people actually listening live that maybe haven't seen it. What I want to do is next week, because Will hasn't seen the next episode yet. Right. I'm, I'm kind of put planting the seed right now. The wife and I are more on board now after watching the following episode. Right. So I had an issue. Yes, I, I certainly did with. It was a little contrived what they were doing in the in the first episode of the hiatus, right? But they didn't do a they didn't do a a, a good enough job bridging the gap between because the next episode does everything brilliantly and it 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 makes it, all the connections and everything makes sense. But the first episode after the hiatus was kind of like trying to bring stuff from before and bring all this other stuff that they want to do, but it never did anything. I got you. All, I got all you. of it all the way well. So just throwing this out there, make sure you watch the first couple episodes of the season of Arrow, and we'll talk about it next week. Absolutely. Because I, I really want to start talking about, uh, especially the Berlanti stuff, because that's the one thing that you and I actually are fairly consistent on. Except for Supergirl. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you had to say it. You just had to say it. I did. DCU. Let's go. Batman. You put this in. Okay, I put this in because it's one of those fluff pieces. But um, the Batman, which we talked about extensively last week, I want to have some one more article in here at least about this. And the idea here is that um, they're still looking for a director, and they're looking at it as a as an absolute fresh start for the Batman. Yeah, it totally makes sense. I mean, they kind of had to go that route. Well, but the fresh start is a little disconcerting for me. Well, no, I mean they're still sticking with. You know, Affleck's going to be under the cowl and, and he's still writing the script. Right. But I think the, the main thing that they were having an issue with, and, you know, they, they, not until after the movie will they ever come out and say exactly what was going on. But I think it's that he really wanted to tailor the script to the story that he wanted. Yeah. And they were pushing him to get production underway. I gotcha. And so now they just need to get on board and have a fresh start with a new director, uh, bringing in that point of view, because it's a totally different beast when you have a writer director as opposed yeah. to a writer and a director. That makes sense. Uh, a little Aquaman news. <laughs> if it's, yeah, I think, this that, one yeah I think this is really interesting, but the more I look at it, it, it more makes sense. So yeah, so uh, Star Wars, the Jango Fett, the actor who played Jango Fett, right, um, is in talks to join Aquaman. Which, I don't know in what capacity. But. No, but it completely makes sense because the actor is Mayo is uh, is um, either Maori or New Zealand. Uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, but so is Jason Momoa. Right. So. If no, that'd be cool. Yeah, if they're bringing it in where he's going to be part of the Atlantean uh, thing, then it totally makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a little Disney. Uh, there's gonna. So the next feature, I guess they're working on is Aladdin. It's in the pike, but it's not next. Well, yeah, beating the beast, uh, Milan and Little Mermaid. Are those two before this one? I believe they're before. Aladdin. Okay, okay, because uh, it's gonna. And you also have Maleficent too. Um, uh, yeah. Freaking Disney. All right, so one of the things I want to bring up is they're going to be uh, – it says we're going to be discovering new people because it's a real challenge because it's not um, – because not only does an actor have to act, but they really have to have singing chops. So they're really – because, I mean, Aladdin's one of my favorites, honestly. No, it's Aladdin, a Little Mermaid, those are great. But because it's mostly the music, but also um, – well, it's mostly music, I should say. Um, and so if they're going to recreate this, it should be a musical, obviously, but it also – they can't get an actor in and then be like, it's not an animated thing. 
where they can do like what they did in um, Frozen, for example, where they have the actors and they sing and then they have someone else do the soundtrack version, right? Yeah, well, the, the, historically what Disney has done is they've gone one of two routes. They've always had the the pop versus the, the movie version, right? So like in Beauty and the Beast, Angela Lansbury sang Beauty and the Beast, but on the soundtrack it was Celine Dion and Peebo Bryson. Right. Right. In Aladdin. Yeah. In Aladdin, in the, the pop version, it was, uh, uh, I think it was, uh, Peebo Bryson and, um, CC Winans, I think. And, uh, the, uh, the, the, the live version was done by, um, Scott Wenger, uh, ironically enough, who played, uh, um, Steve in Full, Full House and Fuller House. Because he was the voice of Aladdin. So was they did, he really? Yeah. So they did that. Wait. Homeboy from Fuller House? Oh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Go ahead. He, he did the voice of Aladdin. Okay. And but and that was what they did for a lot of the 90s, where they had um, one person do the voice for the, 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 character. the character and one voice doing the singing. Right. Right. And that's where you get somebody like, um, oh, what was it? Uh, Leia Salonga, who I think did the singing voice for Mulan. But Ming-Na Wen, who's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right. did the speaking did voice. Did the speaking voice, yeah. Right? But when they first started out, Paige O'Hara did the the singing voice and the speaking voice for, for Belle. Right. Right? So they could go along that sort of route uh, again, where they could have somebody do the speaking voice and somebody else do the singing voice. Um, with Frozen, they, they, they had kind of like the best of both worlds, where you had Adina Menzel, who's a fantastic singer. Right. Who can also act. Right, right. Um, and she did uh, Elsa. But you had Kristen Bell, who's an actress, who was able to pick up the singing chops to do Anna. Good point. So they, they have a whole different route, and it, it really doesn't bother me as long as they go musical. I hear you, man. Um, I want to get to my big news of this whole episode. This is exciting. Because I actually put this in the tweet earlier of what we're going to be talking about tonight. And I, I can't imagine us spending a whole lot of time on it. But at the same time, um, we've talked about deaths around this franchise, uh, both real life and not real life. Right. We've, we've, we've talked about, um, our experiences in at San Diego Comic Con around this franchise. So here's what I want to bring up. Uh, Firefly. Yes. Okay. Fox has basically come out and said, because they, they were called on their crap because I'm going to, I'm going to put this out there. I'm going to, I'm going to, I want to find the list. So they said, um, people are upset because they brought back, uh, franchises like the X Files. Prison Break and 24, right? After X amount of time. Right. And one of the most beloved franchises that Fox ever produced was Firefly. Yes. Right? It ran one season and did a movie. Okay? Yes. And not even a full season. It was only 13 episodes. 13 episodes and then a movie. Okay? So we have that. So, like, so what's it going to take? You've done all this, and obviously you know the fan base is out there. If you said Firefly was coming... Basically, they were calling the fact that if they said Firefly was coming back, they would have instant ratings, right? Right. But what do you think they came back and said? <laughs> uh, it's all in Joss Whedon's court. Here's the thing. They're never going to bring this back unless Joss Whedon is at the house. And they shouldn't. And and most any fan, any Firefly fan is going to be like, yes, that makes a lot of sense. So, Joss, what do you have to say about that? I can't wait. To see if he says anything about it, yeah, I think he's going to do it. Well, with the, with the with the Fox reboots, they really have, and this is me again, be analytical about this. They've gone one of two ways. You've either had to wait until an opening and everybody's schedule opens up, a la X Files and Prison Break, 
where um, you had to wait until um, Julian Anderson was done with right. uh, her show in England, and you had to wait till da- uh, David Duchovny was on hiatus from um, was it Californication? Is that song? Or I yeah. forget which one he's in. Yeah, you had to wait till Chris Carter was done working on what he was working on, and with Prison Break, you had to wait for um, the two guys from Legends of Tomorrow to finish wrapping up their storylines in there for them to be able to come over new Prison Break. Right, or you do what they did in twenty four and just recast the entire thing and do a new story. Which you can't do with Firefly. Right. The problem you're going to uh, do with Firefly is the fact that it's hard. It's going to be hard to fit in everybody's schedule. It's going to be easier now that Nathan Fillion is done with Castle. Right. Because he's not on a daily schedule. Um, but Joss Whedon, you know he's got something uh, in the works. Alan Tudyk is on a new show called Powerless, so that's already in the works. So it's going to be harder to fit it into a schedule. Um, also, you know, Preacher died. So, right. Um, uh, she- uh, book. Uh, yeah, book. Shepard. Shepard, not preacher. Uh, yeah. yeah. Shepard is, uh, um, uh, what's it? Ron Glass. He yeah. died. Um, you um, also, you're also gonna have to work on, uh, Marina Basarian's character, uh, character because she was in Deadpool now. So, right. That's gonna be getting into production too. But think about this too. Um, Alan Tudyk's character is dead. <laughs> it is. So it depends on where they place this. Will he be alive? Good you point. You know what I mean? Um, cause he died in, he died in Serenity. Yeah, in Serenity. And so it would be easy enough to pick up where the season, the first season left off where he's still alive, but then you have the wrong glass issue. And then you exactly. have the, the, the Basarian, uh, character, uh, popularity of that particular actress. And, um, yeah, man, I'm with you. Um, I would really love to see it come back though. I mean, think about, I just want to. I just want to say, think about Comic Con if that comes back. Oh, it would be huge. Think about if they announced pre, like if they announced in the next couple of months that that was coming back. The brown coat thing they do every year. Oh, would be that would insane. that would be a bigger Paul H event than DC or Marvel. I mean, all of this stuff would be. It would be so huge. So it, it would be in their best interest to bring it back. I mean, I think Filling would do it. I think Tudyk would do it. I think I can't remember the actress name um, that plays um, Wash's wife. I can't remember her name. Yeah, but, blank. but the bottom line is, I, I think everybody'd be down to do it. Uh, but yeah, it's just be a matter of making it happen. Yeah, I know I, it'd be pretty exciting. All right, let's uh, just run through the rest of the stuff really quick. Um, are you trying to say we're running long? We are running long, considering yeah. this should have been a short show. Um, wow, Pierce Brosnan is reportedly in talks to play Cable. <laughs> uh this has been kind of in the news the last couple of weeks that he'd been rumored now it's in talks right um i'm okay with it i hear you um one cool thing is black panther you know is already in production and andy circus was spotted on set which is very important because he is he plays the character that is uh one of uh black panther's arch nemeses and he was seen in civil war okay. uh very briefly uh i have a bunch of guardian stuff in here and I'm gonna I'm gonna nutshell all this because I don't want to spend too much time on it. Right. But um, they're not going after Thanos, which of course not because he's going to be the main baddie in Infinity. That's War. an Infinity War thing. Uh, so there's not a direct tie-in with Infinity War from this film. But what I like about it, from what I get from all the articles, is that this movie is about the characters and that's why we fell in love with guardians of the galaxy is because these characters are so goddamn compelling. Yeah. It was loosely connected to everything else. And what I think it is, is like they saw how popular guardians was. And so that was like the beginning of the multiverse. I mean, even though Dr. Strange technically is, but it's where we're going to get where 
uh, Thor Ragnarok is going and where Doctor Strange went. That's going to be like its own sort of mini sort of grouping of movies that those characters come into the main uh, Avengers storyline, but it's not necessarily connected story-wise. Indeed. We're going to watch the awesome that is this trailer real quick. Yes. And at the end, um, I want you to see what the lineup of the Guardians of the Galaxy looks like and see if you see any, um, I don't know, anomalies. Really, probably. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, that's, is, is it? I was trying to stop with all of them on the screen. Um, but the idea here is that, do we see any anomalies? Uh, well, there's more people. Well, there's more people. But, so we have, we actually literally have two antagonists from the first film as potential guardians of the galaxy. Yondu. Yeah, I don't know if I'd call them antagonists. Well, I mean, think about Nebula. Okay, they were antagonists, but they weren't the villains. No, I'm not saying okay. I mean, antagonists and villain, yeah. totally different things yeah. in my in my head. Yeah, absolutely. So they were definitely antagonists. So I, I like the fact that there's some piece of story that's going to bring them into the fold because Gamora at the end of Guardians of the Galaxy was trying to bring Nebula, Nebula. into the sisters, fold. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, and just like any other superhero um, uh, team, the they uh the it constantly changes i mean as we saw at the end of civil war right and at the end of avengers 2 the avengers team changed up indeed um also when they first made guardians of the galaxy and people went researching to what the heck is this guardians of the galaxy found out that the 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 lineup that we got in the movie was not the original nor the most prevalent it happened to be just the storyline they chose hey man um i cannot wait for that movie oh absolutely it looks great (laughs) Uh, and one more thing about Guardians of the Galaxy, James Gunn kind of came out and said he got all the songs he wanted. So it wasn't like, I want to get this song, but didn't get it, so I settled for this one. Well, and, I mean, heck, they, the had soundtrack, a, they had freaking Fleetwood Mac there, so. Indeed. And the soundtrack is going to be phenomenal. I can't wait. Um, quick Punisher news. Vincent, no- Vincent D'Onofrio, not going to be in the Punisher, uh, series. Which I can totally understand, because yeah. this is definitely like going away from the main storyline and you can't shoehorn somebody in just to make them in it. Right. And I, I just really, I love, love that character. That can't, no, King I think, he, I think he's going to play an important part in, of course, daredevil three and defenders. Indeed. I mean, he's not the main villain of defenders cause that's Sigourney Weaver, but, but yeah. Okay. What I was holding on to this whole time is this. Are you yes. ready? I actually, I haven't watched this one purposely. You know, oh, oh, oh. This doesn't even make sense. I am the Iron Fist. The hell does that mean? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> she says, what the hell does that mean? It's lights yeah, it's out. only, what, five weeks out? Uh, I can't wait. Dude, that movie just looks ridiculous. Uh, yeah, Iron Fist. And of course, you know, as someone points out in chat, it does seem very similar to Arrow, the premise. Um, sure. And it is... I mean, it's like Arrow's very similar to Batman, and, you know, right. everything is very similar to everything else in the superhero universe. He's a, he's a very much a Bruce Wayne kind of character yeah. as he's coming back. I mean, he's like an Oliver Queen coming back from something, but, well, I guess, I guess it's very They're much all the same Oliver, character. Yeah, it's, it's very much an Oliver Queen kind of character yeah. with a actual superpower. Yeah. The thing about Oliver Queen, which we'll talk about more next week, is that, you know, Oliver Queen doesn't have superpowers. He's honed Which talent, he's very yeah. much like a Bruce Wayne type where yeah. he is a honed, like you said, a honed, uh, um, talent, uh, talent. Yeah, there you go. All right. So I, I just said the same thing you said, but here we are. Now let's bust this out and be done. My friend, 
What do we got left? Convention news. Um, this is actually a big deal. It is. This is uh close to what I wanted to close out the show with, but E3 is finally opening its doors to the public. Yeah, was it? For the first time $250 a ticket? Well, no. It's, <laughs> look, bro. <laughs> it ain't cheap. No, it ain't cheap. <laughs> but this has been a thing that's been uh, um exclusive yes. to industry. The people in the gaming industry. And the fact to open up the public, I it's going to be in L.A. Yeah, I ha- I have an idea. It's going to be very much a rival to uh, a San Diego Comic Con. Honestly, um, eventually maybe, but considering it focuses exclusively on games, I think it's. It, I, I think a, a closer representation would be maybe D three D twenty three. I don't know, man, but I I honestly think like I know before I even went to Comic Con and when I was a bigger console gamer. E3 was something I looked forward to. Well, it's something I you, watched on the on the TV. Well, it's because you watched uh, uh, G4. No, no, no. But, I, but not only G4, but, I mean, the idea of uh, the Major League Gaming was coming up. And all this stuff was, I mean, all of this wrapped into one and including, uh, you know, MMOs and everything else into it. I don't know, man. I, I think it might be bigger than we think. But No, um, I, I agree. I think people can afford the ticket, of course. Yeah, and well, and they've limited the amount. It's not. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's not yeah. like the, what is it, the the... So, uh, the twenty five thousand tickets, whatever they yeah oh for um, Comic Con for Comic Con, I think it's yeah it's something, something, like something like that yeah. It, I mean, it's not going to be uh, not everybody's going to get to go. No, but but it's anyway. cool they're opening it up. Yeah, I think that's kind of cool. Um, so WonderCon is doing something a little different, um, yeah. than they have done, and something we've brought attention to. Mm-hmm. We have not. There's no pre registration, no press registration, no even inkling of anything for san diego comic-con yet no and we are february we are um you gotta also remember that um i, I believe WonderCon is is run by the, the people that do san diego comic-con um so i believe they, they they might be trying this out to see how it goes before they say okay well we might be doing the same thing with sdcc oh well that's an interesting point um ea and activision and a bunch of others may not be going to e3 anymore so that could be why they're opening it up. Too. Possibly. So, um, that's a major companies. Yeah, very good point, JT. Um, so let's go back to this real quick. So, um, so rather than utilizing a company like uh, Interactive Ticketing, etc., Comic Con International appears to be hosting their own bad sale for WonderCon this year with a payment processing done through uh, Stripe.com, possibly because they're moving some of the back end processes uh, to in house. You no longer need to hold your own confirmation emails for dear life. Instead, after you purchase your badges, you can simply log into your member ID and register info tab uh, and be able to view your confirmation, which helpfully also includes information on badge pickup hours or even uh, request a, a, a refund right there. So basically, they're just keeping everything on their cloud network and not requiring us to keep our emails. Which, which I think is important because think about, I don't know, I think. I think they're trying, honestly, what I think is happening is they're trying to figure out a way to streamline um, and or prioritize the people who, for for example, pre-registration, um, I, don't, I don't know how to prioritize that, but I'm, I think they're trying to figure out a way to make it easier. Yeah. Well, I mean, anything they can do to make it easier because yeah. it's a mess right now. It always is a mess. <laughs> I think that's a big problem. Um, all right. So I really hope this happens soon, dude. We haven't even op- they haven't even opened up press yet. No, they haven't. So what are we gonna do? Keep waiting. 
<laughs> That's what we have to do. Waiting. Waiting. Just waiting. I know, right? Right. Anyway, um, last couple things here, dude. Because I just I just love this. You do. <laughs> it's all about beer. Two beer-related items, and then we're going to get out of here. So a Swedish brewery has created the ultimate shower beer. Do you know what a shower beer is? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't either until I read this. So apparently they're, they're like when you're getting ready to go out for the night, like you need a beer to be able to drink in the shower. Oh, I used to do that all the time. When I, when I worked oh. at Applebee's and I'd get back to the fraternity yeah. house, I'd grab a beer on my way to the shower because I'd have to get the <laughs> grease smell off of me and I'd be drinking my first beer in the shower. Here's the thing. We all do it. Okay. <laughs> Um, so this beer, the only flaw that I can see and that others can see, um, is a pretty obvious thing. So this is literally called shower beer. It's 10%, um, alcohol by volume, which is perfect because it's very small. Right. You know, and it's a lot of bang for your buck kind of thing. Um, the major issue, any ideas? Mm-mm. No, it's in a glass bottle. Oh yeah. That's going to slip. <laughs> So you get all soapy. <laughs> and just slips right you're like, your oh, I got this nice beer in my hand at 10%. And cut and then, your foot. And then you cut your foot. And then not only you're not going out, you're going to the ER. <laughs> they yeah. got to refine that a little bit. I just thought that was funny. Uh, and last thing here, dude. There's a Bend the Knee Golden Ale, ale coming from uh, HBO Game of Thrones. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I uh, the link's in the show notes. I'm not going to belabor it. But the idea here is that um, we've talked... There's several Game of Thrones beers out there, and obviously that's a a thing in the show that happens a lot. Well, people, I think this people is, drink a little bit in that show. Yeah, I think this is a <laughs> they there you know, there have been people that are creating perfect merchandising things in relation to Game of Thrones, and this is one of them. The yeah. the Hodor door stopper is awesome. Right. Um, I did I did see a T-shirt that had a picture of uh, somebody in an elevator, and Hodor was running towards the elevator saying <laughs> Hodor Hodor. I thought that was really funny. That's very funny. Um, all right, man. Uh, we ran long again. Yeah, and it's all your fault. Well, look, uh, uh, you're looking at the time here, but I started recording well before we started talking. You did, but I think it was just because you were going through so many tabs. Boom. Drop the mic. If you actually drop that mic, I swear. Oh, my God. I'm waiting for you to do a thing so I can outro this. All right, so... Th- I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to the Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, we're on Facebook, Google+, Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube. And, of course, you're, if you're watching us right now, we're on twitch.tv, which is great. Yes. Um, I'm at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at Ammo Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. If you see us on those things, please take the time to give us a nice little positive rating because you love us, right? I hope so. Moving on. Um, Patreon.com slash usual podcast. You can give us a buck or two an episode. Help us with all our little endeavors. Um, and we appreciate that. And you can also get access to our blooper reels, which I do every week with every episode. Um, we have a whole Dropbox dedicated to such things. And I, I plan to throw a lot of other fun stuff in there, too. So uh, feel free to do that. And audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Get a free audiobook on us. That gives us 15 bucks, and you get a free audiobook that could be as extensive as a Lord of the Rings novel, for example. And, um, or the new Aftermath Empire's End. Yeah, but I was throwing the Lord of the Rings because I was getting crap for not reading Lord of the Rings, and then there's that whole thing. And 
Anyway, so get whatever you want on Audible and and help us out. But just use our link, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Uh, you're reading chat, and I'm about to close it out. What's happening? Um, I would like to say thank you to Mox for hit, leave, uh, letting me off the hook, because it says uh, you don't have to fire Will. Oh, you're fired. Boom. You know what that means? That means I'm definitely having a fun. Oh, God. All right. Well, <laughs> we'll see you all next week. We'll see you all next week. God damn you. You did not say if you're not having a fun. If you're not having a fun, you ain't doing it right. We'll see you all next week. Peace. God damn it. It's just so contrived now. I hate it so much. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, thanks, guys. People in the chat for being here. I appreciate it.